Is this season two? I wasn't even ready yet. So, so what? Do I just insert a hot take here or something? My teeth! LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers are gonna repeat, but they are gonna play the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Championship, and the Jets are gonna be in the Super Bowl. You don't get much hot take than that. My teeth! Take that, take that, take that. My teeth! Brooklyn's down, baby! Brooklyn's down! My teeth! Good morning and welcome to a special late night edition of the Mind T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only talent T. Taylor. I can't tell you how beautiful and how wonderful this day is, how special this day is. Believe it or not, it is June 1st. The reason it's kind of special because it's a little past midnight. So it's 86 degrees a little past midnight here in South Florida. And I know you guys are wondering, like, where have you been, T? Where have you been? It's been about a month. We haven't heard from you. All kinds of things have been happening in sports. So, yeah, today we have the four horses of sports today. We're going to cover all of the major sports today. That's talking baseball. That's talking basketball. That's talking football. And that's talking... Fo wait. Hockey. There we go. <laughs> we are getting to them all today. Because today is really going to be one of them special days. So, as I told you, just about spin night. And it just passed 86 degrees. But regardless of that time, and regardless of that weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So, let's talk some sports back at it like a sports fanatic listen if you miss me i missed you too if you didn't miss me then then i'm gonna make you miss me <laughs> because we've had we've had some things going on today it's, it's been pure excitement like this be one of them times that yeah you should be kind of happy <laughs> as, 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 as the reggae horns are already blazing it's, it's it's one of those kinds of days and we're gonna start off talking about what people are gonna need to hear or talk about to try to get these these last couple of days taken care of, right? So let's talk. Let's start somewhere a little near. Let's talk with let's start with baseball. And the reason we go start with baseball because finally, 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 we have the New York Yankees on top of the AL East. And anytime the New anytime there's a New York team that's in the midst of a playoff hunt or sitting in playoff contention, even championship contention, but playoff contention, it always makes for good sporting. But more than anything else, when they're sitting in a number one spot in their own division. And that's what we run across the New York Yankees with this year. As they sit on top of the AL East, the New York Yankees are sitting at number one with a record of 30 and 20, followed by the Boston Red Sox with a record of 29 and 23. There's two games behind the New York Yankees. We in the LL Central, we have the Minnesota Cubs, is it Minnesota Cubs? Is it Minnesota Cubs? Followed by the Cle um, followed by the Cleveland Indians. Minnesota have a record of 26 and 23, with the Cleveland Indians at a record of 27 and 24. There is there is a no game difference between those two. And AL West, we have the Houston. We have we have Houston with a record of 38 and 16, followed by the LA, the Los Angeles Angels with a record of 27 and 18. That's an 11.5 game difference, and that's not even in true contention. Now over to the National League East, we have Washington. We have Washington on top, 32 to 19, which may change. Which you know, it may change or it may not change because the New York Mets 
are nine games behind them with a record of 23 and 28. And even with what is going to be a three-game suspension of, of a key play of this, we'll get to a little bit later. I don't think the New York Mets are even going to even be able to sniff catching them. But baseball is a long season. Baseball is a season of 180 to 184 games, which means that you're going to constantly have these lulls up and down, these lulls up and down, these lulls up and down. And if there wasn't a time that you thought there was going to be a lull for the Washington, for Washington to, to fall into so far, then this may be the perfect timing that if there are going to be a, if there are going to be a couple of games that you start to catch up with Washington did it not look like they were, they were going to slow down in any way, shape, or form. This may be the time for the Mets to, to, to possibly close that gap and see if they can get some things going in the second half of the season. Because as it goes right now, they are not starting off well at all already 51 games into the season. But like I said, we're only 51 games into the season, into a season that's 180-something games. So we're barely a third way there. Now in the NL Central... Nationally Central, we have the Milwaukee Brewers on top 20, with a record of 28 and 25, followed by St. Louis, who has a record of 25 and 25, a perfect 500 record. They are, they are exactly one and a half games behind them. And, that, and in the NL West, we have the Colorado Rockets with a record of 33 and 21, and that is exactly tied with the LA Dodgers, also a record of 33 and 21, so there's no game difference there. Now, 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 as you talked about New York holding the top spot in the AL East, and being and looking to be a contender, a consistent contender in in baseball in the American League, they're basically just looking to see if they can keep pace and hold and hold out. And with this young squad of bombers, right, these baby bombers that they have in New York, they can possibly catch Houston, who is currently sitting just about eight games ahead of them, maybe four, somewhere around there, something like eight. <laughs> so. So it makes you come not come a real uh, come to the next thing, right? Is that as these team as these teams are having success, then obviously these teams sh- should possibly have an individual player or so that also has some kind of success. And this is where we get to the top five players in the home that are in the home run leaders for the for the current major league baseball season. Number one, sitting in the very top spot, is Aaron Judge from the New York Yankees, with seven. Home runs, and at and at this current pace, they have him projected to put up just about 55. As I did tell you, we're just about a third way through the season. You times that by three, you add a little couple here and there for maybe a double hitter, you know, maybe you know, a triple here and there, back to back game. Who knows? But that's followed by Chris Davis out of Oakland with 16, who's also tied with. With Joey Gallo out of Texas with 16, who's also tied with Mike Trout from the LA Los Angeles Angels with 16. Yes, the same Los Angeles Angels that are 27 and 28, 11 and a half games behind Houston. Notice that Houston didn't have a player in the top five. I didn't, I didn't even check to see where Houston's player was. But what I did notice right, is that the number one team in the National League East also has a player on this list, and that's coming in at number five, and that's Bryce Harper with 15 home runs for the season. Now, part of the reason why we left Bryce Harper off to this point in time, we definitely want to make sure we talk about Bryce Harper because Bryce Harper just got suspended for three games for charging the mound. Three games for charging the mound after somebody intentionally threw at him. So after... 
Bryce Harper gets thrown at. He rushes the mound, obviously. The catcher for the other team doesn't doesn't protect him. And Strickland is, is actually able to get in a good lick as Bryce Harper rushes hor- horrifically. <laughs> and he throws his helmet at Strickland that just flies off to the right somewhere. Put it this way. If he was throwing his helmet off to the side versus throwing it at the pitcher, you wouldn't have been able to tell the difference the way how bad that throw was. But Harper gets hit by the pitch. He takes off his helmet. He throws it off to the side. He rushes the mound. And next thing you know, they're getting it on. Bryce Harper takes a punch to the face. Bryce Harper lands a punch to the face. There are bodies getting um there are bodies flying all over the place. There's people on the ground. And when it comes down to it all, Bryce Harper get, gets suspended for three games and Strickland gets suspended for six games. Now I know what you may be wondering is that why is why is there a significance in, in, in the difference? Well, it's also because if you don't know, then here goes a quick lesson. Well, Bryce Harper is a batter. So Bryce Harper for his three games is gonna come to bat every single every single game. Which means that Bryce Harper altogether is going to miss 36 innings. But definitely, what he's definitely going to miss is at least nine attempts at bat. At minimum, three a game, right? Nine attempts at bat is what he's going to miss, right? Three games, nine attempts at bat. For Strickland, Strickland's a guy that only pitches three innings these days. Yes, I know it sounds weird. What is a pitcher that only pitches three innings? The way that pitching has gone to these days is pitching by committee. Kind of like how you look at the running backs in the NFL. Is that if you can stockpile enough good backs or enough good pitchers, then you can build yourself a really good pitching staff where you're only dependent on people to pitch every three or four innings. Or or pitch four, three, two, four innings. Every three to four or five days. And that's how they're building these rotations. Or you get them on shorter rest because now you're no longer having these guys pitch, pitch for nine innings. And having to worry about recovering that on for almost, you know, for almost half a week, for almost a week. Now your aces are going out there and they're giving you five straight innings like CC Sabathia, maybe four. Not calling CC Sabathia an ace anymore, but it was one point in time that CC Sabathia was an ace and his ace was good enough to win him a, a World Series. So while, so while Strickland's going to get suspended for six games, you're talking about a guy that only pitches about three games per uh, Three games per um, three innings per game. So you talk about a guy that's only gonna miss eighteen innings. Eighteen innings, mind you, can be any way anywhere from though fifty-four batters on up. Fifty-four? 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 Fifty-four. Checking with the room. <laughs> so that's where they kind of come up with that, I guess the comparability, but it also kind of makes it seem like they're both evenly wrong. When Strickland was definitely the one, the one in the in the most wrong here, <laughs> he he definitely was in the wrong. He's the one that th- that threw at the pitcher. He's the oh, he's the one that threw at the batter. He's the one that had it that had his tail tucked. That had his feelings all in a bunch. He's the one that had signing his. Yes, from somebody he had sand. All in his a-hole, all kinds of butt hurt, from somebody that hit a home run on him almost two years ago. So, so something in baseball is really going on because we're getting a lot of this this season, and it, and it's just and it's looking kind of weird because it's not that the people are being disrespected, it's not that they're they're being showed up. Well, let's put it this way: it's not that they're being showed up disrespectfully because you know what? If you allow somebody to hit a home run on you, then technically you are going to be showed up because he just hit your ball out of the 
out of the park. But that's his job is to hit your ball out of the park. Just as it's your job to strike him out. So what if roles were reversed? And what if out of every single time a pitcher struck out a batter and they did their little simple fist bump, a batter all of a sudden gets offended and start launching baseball bats at, at pitchers? Would, would that be would, would that be in baseball saying now, oh, we're just policing our people? Because remember, the pitchers have always been, the pitchers have held the, the similar kind of mystique that the point guard may have, you know, not even so much as the point guard, so, so much in the NBA, but, but, similar, but similar mystique to the point guard in the NBA or to the goalie in hockey or to the quarterback in in football. Where they say that as long as you have your starting pitcher, your starting quarterback, your starting point guard, then you have something that you can build around for almost a decade. So, let's say these faces of the franchises now, right? These 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 ultimate faces, the guys that are sitting on the mound consistently, start getting bats launched to them. Remember, it's, uh, listen, I know you, I know I keep saying bat. But hey, it just happens to be whatever you have in your hand that, that, that you're playing your sport with. For the pitchers, a baseball. For the, for the batters, a bat. What if batters, every single time they get struck out, they started launching bats at pitchers? Would that change it then? Would, 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 the, would the Major League Baseball think about policing themselves a little bit more versus letting the players police themselves? Because if so far, I'm watching the players police themselves and they're holding grudges for people that, hold, that just hit solid home runs off of them from two years ago. And if that's policing themselves, then we got some Trayvon Martin issues going on in Major League Baseball. We're going to talk some more sports when we come back from this commercial break. We got baseball. We got I mean, we got a little bit more baseball. We got no more baseball. We got UFC. We got football. We got basketball. We got the whole, we got the whole kit and caboodle for you today. We will return. Let me put you in the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head to Multiverse Video Games to get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money, and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games, not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include PlayStations, GameCubes, and Xboxes in between. Even family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sunlight Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games, where you save more so you can play more. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the talented Taylor. And if you are listening, that means you happen to be actually, li- you are no longer listening to Mix-A-Law. We have to give Mix-A-Law a break, but we will be coming back to Mix-A-Law eventually as the website, as the web, as the website is currently being in, in the process of being made. Part of the reason why you guys haven't heard me in the last three weeks, I'm trying to get this webpage out to you guys. 
www.mytsports.net but that's that's in the working right now we have the dummy side up and we're trying to figure out how to get this mix a lot because we will be coming to you with a 24-hour network pushing pushing to you all kinds of shows all kinds of programs that that is my promise to you that i will give you more shows and more programs of all kinds of varieties i'm talking about spanish shows haitian shows gaming shows tech shows i don't care what it is personal advice counseling makeup beauty we are going to do it all here eventually in the mighty sports network we was gonna change the whole entire thing to the Mighty Entertainment Network. So, as we keep talking about the hits and the hits and the hits and the hits, speaking of the hits, the Benjamins, the hits, right? Conor McGregor has officially, finally signed his portion of what's gonna be considered the mega fight between him and Money Benjamin, Money, Money Benjamins. All about the money, Benjamin's Mayweather. <laughs> right, that's finally that's finally been done, and now that Conor McGregor has finally gotten together with Dana White, so that they can work out their portion of the contract, Conor McGregor has started his ish talking. Obviously, telling Mayweather, let's go ahead, just, you know, don't procrastinate, let's man up and let's, let's go ahead and sign this. And obviously, so all Conor McGregor is also doing is helping to sell this fight. Because remember what we have said in the past, the only person that normally is selling the Mayweather fight is Mayweather. And that's the reason why he is getting paid the draws that he get. This is one of the few times that, that the person that he is fighting is actually doing just as much drawing, promoting, and hyping that he is doing. And is capable of it due to his articulate skills. So, we will get ready to watch this. Alright? Speaking of more hits, and more hits, and more hits. Why in the NFL is Brandon Marshall and Richard Jefferson still beefing? Like, why is this even a thing? Now, granted, I like this should be also a considerable age difference. But, you know, age difference doesn't mean anything when you're in organizations, organizations like that. And you're that close and you're doing something of that nature. Your age almost becomes a blurred line of, of becomes there Because also, you have to realize that most people aren't even older than 40. You know, and here you are, mid-20s, something like that. You know, and all of you guys are basically doing the same thing. And half the time, you, you you could be better at what you're doing than the person that is that that is considered your senior, elder, whatever. And completely have no regard for them. But the fact that Richard that Richardson is totally talking about the New York Jets are better. And there's 15 reasons why. And obviously, that's just because of Brandon Marshall. Then there's, there's no reason for you to even have to talk about a guy like Brandon Marshall. Because we all always knew what Brandon Marshall is. Listen, Giants fans, Giants fans, Giants fans. I'm going to tell you right now. There's not a bad thing I'm going to be able to tell you about Brandon Marshall this year. Because what you are going to see from Brandon Marshall this year is going to justify why the Knicks or anybody ever gives him a two-year contract or even considers him for his second-year option. But it, has got, but it has become a pattern of Brandon Marshall. First year, in a new home, does great. Second year, not so great. Now, granted, for the New York Jets, I can understand where it probably became an issue. First year, we become successful, or we're a little bit successful, or we're successful, we're going towards the right path. Second year, halfway through the season, we're done, and now a guy like Brandon Marshall becomes way more of a distraction, and then he becomes then he then becomes a positive light or any kind of positive notions for the team. He starts becoming a distraction, a deterrent for the team, more than he can become, more than he become a person that helps them grow. So for the Giants, and his first year with Odell Beckham, 
and him trying to make sure that he still keeps up that, you know, he keeps up his good image, his television persona, you know what I mean? And still being able to do his bipolar talk. Because remember, he still is certified bipolar and does all kinds of great things all over the country with, um, with bipolar study. And I think my ex-girlfriend may need to go talk to Brendan Marshall. Just saying. Still love you, though, boo. <laughs> He's still going to get on the show with me eventually. Listen, we'll fight on the, t- on the airway if we have to. <laughs> so, ben, so that's Brandon Marshall and, 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 and Richardson. And, and, and it's getting old. And, I, and I'm really hoping it's the last stuff we hear of it. Because cause honestly, right now, both of these franchises are in two different directions, as usual. While the Giants are on their way on the upswing, on the incline, where they're looking to be, they're, they're trying to put themselves in a position to be a Super Bowl contender. The Jets are trying to figure out who their quarterback is, and they're scouting the top five players for next year already. That's the reality of each team's future. Now, how far, now, now granted, that's just a snapshot of their immediate future, but that is how both of these teams' futures are going to are, are, are planning out. Now, speaking of immediate futures, one future that may that, that may not be looking so bright all of a sudden may be that of none uh, of no one else but Psycho Tom Brady. Oh, raindrops. Drop top, cooking up crack in the crock pot. <laughs> I don't know what these cats be saying. Yeah, bad and bougie, cooking up crack with a Uzi. Your girl came cause she knew me. Ain't that how this goes? Fast and easy. I mean, it really was breezy. Kind of easy peasy. No? No? Okay. <laughs> I'm having way too much fun. Myself. I told you, it's been a while since we had a, since we got a chance to talk. So we gotta have a little bit of fun. But. No, no, let's get back a little bit. Tom Brady is gonna be blessed to be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fortunate enough to be on the cover of Madden. Let's let's call it what that is. Initially, it, you off, you you do have to become fortunate enough to be on the cover of Madden. Unfortunately for Tom Brady, or fortunately if, if you're a fan of the Jets or or the Bills or the Giants or who else, the Dolphins. Wow, <laughs> or the Dolphins, then the Patriots. I mean not the Patriots, but Baltimore Ravens, Indiana Colts, teams like that. You look at Tom Brady, New England Patriots, even our Atlanta Falcons and all of Atlanta, all of Georgia. You look at Tom Brady and them as the enemy. So if this if this Madden curse is anywhere close to fruition, and listen, even if he has a good season this year, that means he's done within the next three years. You, we know, you know this, right? That means Tom Brady is officially done within the next three years. Now, I know that means that he may he still may have three years of highly competitive, of competitive years because... His team is doing all of the right things to get them additional tight ends, additional blockers, additional running backs, additional wide receivers, additional help, additional help, additional help, and additional help. Consistently making sure that his boy, Psycho Tom, has as much help as possible so that he can be as successful as possible when it comes to winning these games. And that is probably going to be one of the things that, that's probably the only thing that's going to help his help help extend his career because Tom Brady's really becoming coming to the end where we're looking at him like he's gonna have something that we're just not gonna expect kind of like LeBron James and whenever it happens we're not gonna expect it we're not gonna see it coming because these guys have just been so healthy and so durable for their whole entire career and then when they make their comebacks they could pay him in 
they may have like one good season, one or two good seasons left in them, and then we know what that sounds like. I don't have the sound for it, <laughs> but but you guys, you I mean, you guys know what I'm saying. That there's no way that Tom Brady. Like, you guys understand, right? Can you dig it, dig it sucker? That Tom Brady isn't gonna be able to keep this up and, and being on, and testing his testing his luck with the mat with this Madden curse. It's it's something that there's something else that <laughs> we're gonna have to keep our eyes on. Talk about keeping our eyes on things in the NFL. Kellen Kaepernick still doesn't have a job in the NFL. Kellen Kaepernick is is, is supposedly gonna be is going to be talked with. Or get a sit down with the Seattle Seahawks. The same Seattle Seahawks that we consider the NFC East, ver- the NFC's version of the New England Patriots. So if they're the NFC's version of the New England Patriots, then I'm really not surprised to hear that Richard Sherman is on the trading block or that they have 100% fully entertained talks to get Richard Sherman, no, to be able to possibly move Richard Sherman because. If you think about the Patriots' philosophy, is is it's always better to get a guy to get rid of a guy one year too early than it is one year too late. Like they have been really good, at whoever their guys are, whoever their doctors or whoever their their analytics guys or whoever runs their algorithms, whoever that guy is saying that listen, let's get rid of him this year because in two years he's not going to be worth the money and we can do better. And usually those guys aren't any better in two years. They they, they may be they may do they may do decent that first year they leave New England, but usually that second and third year is usually a poop show. So Cap so I find it odd. So, so like I said, I don't find it odd that Richard Sherman happens to be in the talks of trade. I mean, they already lost Marshawn Lynch. We kind of known it, known it for a while that this is a team that they're trying to converge over to being a Russell Wilson's kind of team, as you can see by the help, by where they focus on getting some of the help on the last couple of years, not focus on really restrengthening that defense, but trying to get him some more weapons, even though it seemed like he's had decent weapons. But then the weapon that you get in this quick, they didn't quite pan out like a Jimmy Graham. That was kind of disappointing. That's hopefully like another year underneath both of their belts. It's hoping to form some kind of synergy for these guys. That helps them. That, that that helps Russell Wilson and Jimmy Graham become at least eighty percent successful to what they were doing in New New Orleans. Even if it's seventy five percent, I think most people will be able to to get down with that. Now, additionally, as as we're talking about the NFL and players moving all over the place and Madden being cursed and obviously players not being moved or not finding homes that's not the case with our rookies or the rookies that are coming into the league as the rookies as the rookies that have been drafted are now coming into the league and they're and they're starting to now go through OTAs and starting their workouts even a little bit even before OTAs a lot of rookies have been resigned and one of and one of the more notable ones is is, is OJ Howard out of Tampa Bay and we talk about him because listen it, it is really it's really going to be fun to see if Jameis Winston in his third year can start opening up that offense a little bit, he definitely does have the weapons to put up a very highly successful season that may be remembered for years to come. 
or at least, and, and I mean, I mean epically remembered for years to come, but at least remembered enough on his resume that it will be referred back to for a point of why people still may be giving him chances or possibly think that he's better than what he is. I don't know how it's going to look. Or the start of when he finally got it. I don't want to be all negative connotations here. I do really hope James Winston catches on. And while we're talking about stuff happening in Tampa Bay and O.J. Howard, we're going to talk about another figure in Florida that kind of reminds me of another O.J. out there. We'll get into that when we come back from this commercial break. Living up for a vacation is way easier said than done. If you've ever been through the pain of trying to put money aside every month to reach your goal, you'll know what we're talking about. It's time to get help from someone who can turn your goals into reality, once and for all. Introducing VayPay, your new friend and ally who'll do all the dirty work for you. VayPay will use your active checking account to automatically round up your everyday transactions to the nearest dollar, transferring this fair change into a secure VayPay savings account. Our idea comes from the old method of putting away spare change into a piggy bank. 1. Create your VayPay account and choose a unique username and password. 2. Register your active checking account. And 3. Continue to use your debit card as usual and let us take care of the rest. Get in touch with VayPay today to find out more. Save up for any vacation or special event, one penny at a time. VayPay, now available on App Store. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, Talent T. Taylor. If you're still listening, that means you're listening either on SoundCloud or next day on TuneIn Radio. That's, that's going to be a weird day. That means you're not going to get this until Friday. It means the first time you get this on TuneIn Radio, you that means the first game of the NBA playoffs would have been done. And if you're just not listening to this, then that means you're going to get my prediction after that first game is done. It's not going to change anything. I mean, I would have done it before then. You just won't be hearing anytime soon. So for you guys that get to hear this on Thursday, the Thursday morning, the Thursday afternoon before you get into this, know that this is all, this is all, make sure we had to get this done because we, listen, I know I've been gone for a while, but do you think I can really leave you without making my predictions right before the playoffs start? I mean, like right before the playoffs start? Listen, I, listen, I am no different than LeBron James and Stephen Curry and all those other stars. Like I did some, I did all my work early, and 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 I got it, and I because of how well I did, I had some rest before the playoffs, before the finals started, and I took advantage of that. I had twenty one days off, something like that, not really twenty one days off. Like I said, we all working on a lot of things lately, and starting at the beginning of June, I'm sorry, starting beginning of July, the first Friday in July, we will start a television production called The Spill TV. And this is going to be every Friday with my good friends Michelle and Michelle, Michelle and Tanya, uh, as the ladies on the spill. And we're going to be recording this out of the Connecticut School of Broadcast Studios every Friday from two to four. And that's the fir- I'm sorry, that's the first Friday of every single month from two to four. And every every Friday after that, or, or every <laughs> or basically every other Friday outside of that, we're going to be doing the spill on the radio. We're going to be recording a, a two-hour-long podcast. It's like we could do a two-hour-long um, um, television production, maybe an hour-long television production. Who knows? We're going to do a two-hour-long podcast of The Spill on the Radio where we're going to talk about everything, trying to empower, embrace, educate, everything. You know, and where these two ladies go from everything from talking about financial 
financial planning to relationship goals to planting your own your own garden you know your own your own vegetable fruits and vegetables to plant to have your own urban garden to even even african-american uh mermaids yes they tackle it all and even father's mia and it's not the kind of mia that you're thinking about these are actually guys that are taken up in arm taking up actions in arm so there's <clears throat> gonna be a lot of big things happening as pretty soon, like all of my Fridays are gonna be are gonna be taken care of. As we're gonna be we're gonna be conducting two other new shows. I told you guys, there's a lot of big things happening between the between the ladies at Spill TV, which you're gonna find pretty soon, and also my friends with Twenty Four Seven Miami, and with my other affiliates with Connecticut School of Broadcast and the Mighty Sports Podcast and the Mighty and the Mighty Entertainment is gonna be blowing up and and doing a lot of features all over the place. So keep so keep your ears tuned in. As I said, I'm gonna have the web page um up pretty soon for you guys. And pay attention to the calendar that's gonna be on there too. I'll make sure I keep all of my events uploaded and on that calendar as well. Listen, you are, you are, I'm not gonna miss a thing. You guys aren't gonna miss a thing. If this is a way to find me, I'm gonna make sure that you are able to get to me. And let's get into this. Before the break, we talked about a Florida star. That a Florida star is kind of reminding us of a different OJ. As we talked about one Tampa Bay's OJ Howard being signed. And, and and this one and this one is actually kind of weird because this guy actually and who we talking about here is Tiger Woods. This Tiger Woods happens to get a DUI, get, gets arrested for DUI recently in, in in Northern Florida. And Tiger Woods is a guy that he has all the money in the world, has all the means in the world. And over the last what's it been now since two thousand and nine, since he's had that car accident and that car accident led to his wife beating beating his you know swinging at him with golf clubs or whatever it was and then finding out that he had been cheating and finding out that he had like 52 different girlfriends you know he was sleeping with more women than Wilt Chamberlain in the night you know that kind of thing was going on and Tiger Woods since then has been trying to get back the old tiger that he had the old the old swing his own his old success his old persona his his old endearment he's trying to get. And I don't think that he can. Because Tiger Woods, I think, has been so used to living this double life. Kind of like OJ was. Kind of living, so used to living this double life where he doesn't fully have to accept all of the things that are presented to his being. Or the, or the truths to his being or existence. And he was able to deny a lot of that for, for a very long time. Not quite sure if Tiger has accepted all of those truths. And if he hasn't, then I see Tiger ending up like OJ. And I don't mean as extreme as I see him murdering his ex-wife and, and, or murdering his current wife or anything like that. But I do mean about a guy... So far up his own celebrity, or who has been so far up his own celebrity, that he really does have a mis, a mis, a misconstrue, a mis, a mis, I'm mixing words, misconstrued version of, of reality. And based off of that, I, I'm not sure, if, like that. I don't know if that's if that's what's also affecting his game. But if he's not unable to fully grasp on who he is now, I, I basically we're talking about having a good reality check. Then I suspect that the kind of tragic downfall that OJ had, not just the murder, but 
doing stupid things like, hey, I didn't cheat, but if I cheated, I, but if I would have cheated, this is how I would have done it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this Tiger Woods put out a book like I didn't catch AIDS, but if I caught AIDS, this is how I would have done it with all the women that I slept with. You know what I mean? Like doing blatant stuff like that to throw it in the to throw it in your wife's face that that you are habitual cheating like the way OJ threw in his face and everybody's face that he is a murderer that got away with it. If Tiger Woods isn't careful about his reality, he's he's able to pull the same mistakes. Where listen, when I say when I say the same mistake, I'm talking about I'm talking about stealing your own merchandise out of a hotel when you know that. Memorabilia doesn't belong to you. This, this, the, the, the form of the, this item in the form of memorabilia doesn't belong to you anymore. You know, you know things like things like that. Just, just completely losing, losing touch. Because Tiger should never be in a position where he's getting a DUI again. You would figure that he uses Uber, he uses his car service, he uses whatever he has means he has to him. He'd be like, "Yo, I'm Tiger. I'm fucked up. I need to get home." Maybe he wasn't going home. Who knows? I'm just saying that I, like, it's going to be hard to watch these next couple of years as we, as we really keep eye on Tiger. And, and part of what I mean, like OJ, is, is from the level of endearment that he was at across all races versus to where he's at now, a sympathetic figure really trying to come back home to one race. It really is weird. Like I said, I also don't know, I don't, we also don't know how far back like, like, Tiger's troubles stems back to, like, who knows? Like, is this is this really just the cheating or that accident, or has this been a slow downfall since his father passed that he hasn't been able to fully grasp himself around the right the right thing to do? Maybe maybe his conscience is no longer, you no know, is no longer sitting on his shoulder with his father gone. It is so many things, but I do know one thing. It is, it is really scary to see what's happening to Tiger. Because I feel that he is going to fall out of the graces of the people the same way that OJ did. By doing a lot less. But doing a lot more. So since we, like I said, since we just keep talking about hits. And hits and hits and hits that keep coming. The Pittsburgh Penguins currently lead the Nashville... Who are the Nashville team? <laughs> They currently lead Nashville 2-0 in the Stanley Cup Finals. Now, a lot of times, you know how we say, we don't like to over-exaggerate because a lot of teams, home teams take care of home issues. You know, our home teams take care of home. But when you see a home team, when you see an away team, kind of like Washington, or Nashville, I'm sorry, Blow a 3-0 lead in the first inning of play, icing of play, quarter of play, whatever they're called, icing of play. Then you kind of understand that it may have a blown opportunity. Yeah, Kind of the same feeling that we had watching the San Antonio Spurs blow that lead against Golden State. Kind of the same thing that we felt when we saw Washington blow those leads against Boston. Kind of the same thing we felt... <laughs> We saw Indiana blow those blow that lead against Cleveland. It wasn't for the fact that we thought like, you know what, that you may win. Is that your best opportunity to make this as interesting a series as possible or as a competitive series as possible flew out that door when you allowed a 3 0 
lead to be erased in the Stanley Cup Finals. Because you know what that says. It's, it's, the same, it's the same thing that LeBron James is playing with right now. It's that he knows home court advantage doesn't, ma- doesn't matter. It's the same reason why he took out Boston. He knows that home court advantage doesn't matter. That's the reason why he didn't need to chase down Golden State. Because once he came back down from 3-1 last year, everything went away. We will talk about more about, about that and LeBron James in the next segment. I don't want to go too much into that. So all of that, all of those fears go away for Pittsburgh because now they say that, listen, if we could come at three and zero, granted we may have done this at home, if we could come at three and zero in a in a in a Stanley Cup Finals game, where every single moment, every single possession, every single second matters, and this team should not be, um, is still and 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 the opposing team is still playing to their hardest will, they should not be able to give up a three zero lead, and they did. And now Pittsburgh Penguins come, comes in with all kinds of confidence. And it's going to be really interesting to see what Nashville does in the next game. Because obviously if they go down 0-3, then you might as well do what my boy Jim Morrow has said. You know, and that's, and that's crown them. You know, because we already, you know, not Jim Morrow. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about that's Jim Playoffs? Morrow. You kidding me? I know. Playoffs? I'm not talking about playoffs, Jim Morrow. I'm talking, I'm talking about the finals. Talking about, I am talking about the finals, and we are making sure that anybody wants a wants a competitive finals. Whether you're watching it for the NFL, whether you're watching it for basketball, whether you're watching it for the NHL, you just really want something to be competitive. So we're gonna watch game. We're gonna pay attention to game three and hopefully game three, because a competitive game. Because one thing that we also don't like to do, and we don't like to do here in playoff series, and we always have to remind ourselves this here, is don't overreact to the first two games of a seven-game series, because a lot of times all you may be doing is taking care of home court advantage. And you know what they've all said: the series does not begin until the other team, or until one team wins on the road. Because technically, that's what you're going to have to do to win a series. Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. So since we just keep talking about hits and hits and games and, 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 and beginnings and, and all this other stuff, we still have a lot to talk about for the WNBA as their season has started. And they are just about six games into the season. You are going to be surprised. At who is undoubtedly already shown that they should be an MVP candidate for this season coming up. And while you guys sit there and think and wonder about that. Let me tell you what you need to do first. Stop trying to figure out what to do on a Friday again, ever again. Also, I'm going to tell you about the same thing about Wednesdays and Thursdays. But definitely on a Friday. Stop feeling for Stop worrying. Stop thinking. Just head to downtown Fort Lauderdale. This is where you'll find DJ Scepter mixing in the lounge room. So you can start dancing and start drinking with DJ Scepter every Friday from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, you bring your sexy. Fellas, you bring your swag. It goes down at Capone. And wait, there's always more. I told you that something was going to happen on a Wednesday, right? 
Listen, every single Wednesday you catch DJ Sept at O'Malley's nightclub. O'Malley's is on 441 right between Coconut Creek and Roll Palm Boulevard. He'll be DJing there from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. What was this Thursday that I, that I mentioned? On Thursdays, you'll catch DJ Sept at O'Connor's. That's just on 441, just just off, just by Hillsborough somewhere. <laughs> Right, this is DJ Scepter. Like I said, DJ Scepter is you can bring the family, you can wine and dine. Listen, it doesn't matter anything you do. DJ Scepter helps pass that time. DJ Scepter is playing everywhere that you want to be. So whether it's, it's it's birthdays, it's weddings, it's bar mitzvahs, quinceaneras, it's prom, it's Memorial Day, it's a bachelor or a bachelorette party, DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. And for reservations, just go to bookings at DJ Scepter.com That's B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S At DJ Scepter.com And we are back Still listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast, still listening on SoundCloud or possibly on TuneIn Radio. Have you listening? I thank you for taking out your time and your day to listen to me. My T Sports. My T. So, the WNBA has has now started to get into what's just about. It was just about six games in now, right? <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna pick that up. And one of our favorite players in the NBA, that uh, WNBA that I like to watch, is also because she's so damn cute. Is <laughs> EDD Ella Della Don, and Ella Della Don very recently had a second half resurgence as she was able to bring her team over with a 78 to 76 victory over the Connecticut Suns. So while the Washington while the Washington Mystics are one of the top three teams in the league, Ella Della Don is definitely one of the best players in the league. Where she is currently top five in three statistical categories. Top six in, in, in top six and four, if you wanted to stretch it out to six. She is number six in points. Number six in points in the league so far. She is fifth in assist. She is second in rebounds. Remember, she's a forward, folks. Small forward. And she is number one in blocks. Ella Della Don is almost like the LeBron James of the NBA with how versatile she is. With being able to do, with being able to score and pass and block and rebound for her whole entire team. The only thing that I cannot get to save the life of me, and, and I still have to do more research and just find, oh, I still have to watch more, do more research to find out this is something that just goes on the WNBA. But for somebody that I keep seeing of Ella Della Don's caliber, I keep wondering why every time I look up, I keep hearing her in a new home. Now, granted, she hasn't moved, she hasn't, like that, that she's still not playing. The reason I'm saying this is because she is now starting off this season with the Mystics. If I'm not mistaken, it was either last season or the season before that she was on a whole different team. 
So now I gotta wonder, like, why, why is this now I'm hearing that this is now Ella Dillon's, like, third or fourth team she's been in the WNBA? I don't, I don't think that's normal because I don't hear Candace Parker being moved all over the place. I didn't hear Cheryl Swoop being moved all over the place. I didn't hear I didn't hear of, of, of Rebecca Lobo going all over the place. And, you know, Candace Parker, um, who else? Um, what was her name? The, the dunker from L.A. before Candace Parker was, was in there dunker. Cheryl Swoop? Not Cheryl Swoop. Skies? Something like that. The real tall, lanky one. She was like 6'7". She wore lipstick. <laughs> so... I really do find it odd that I keep hearing her moving all over the place. But like I said, but she is a hell of a player. And she just did help her team come back to win a game over the Suns. Now, for, now in first place for the in the WNBA are the Minnesota Lynx with a perfect record of 6-0. Now, if you remember, the Minnesota Lynx were the runner-ups to the Los Angeles Sparks last season. As LA won there, as LA won a championship, and Candace Park was able to get her first championship in God knows how long. Her only championship in God knows how long. Well, it seems that Minnesota Lynx have continued off from where they left off last year, and they have already shot off six straight victories. They are followed by the Dream with a four and one record, followed by the Storm, who also have a four and one record. And I know there's one of a person that you've heard me talk about this year. It's probably the only other person that you hear me talk about so much by name outside of Ella Della Don. And that is the other gorgeous young lady that just came into the NBA. And that is Kelsey Plum. Now, Kelsey Plum, she had a late start to her career or to her WNBA debut as she had an ankle injury that caused her to miss out the first three games of the season. But she is now, she is now back and she has now made a debut. And while her team... Had number one pick for a reason. They are the, they are they are still the worst team in the league. As I told you, that the Lynx happen to have a six and zero record. Well, her team, the Stars, are the complete antithesis of that, and they have a O N six record. Even with the best player coming out of college basketball for the last three games, they still haven't found a way to piece together a victory. We'll continue to watch them and see if things happen to turn around for them. And folks, we are finally here. The moment that you guys have been waiting for, where we get to talk about LeBron James and the Golden State Warriors come out to play Warriors. Yes, folks. We get our third straight matchup of LeBron James and his juggernaut Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Golden Child and his Golden State Warriors. Now, a lot of people like to say that this is LeBron James's was his seventh straight NBA championship final? I like to call it his third straight. As we already know here, we like to we like to discredit the time that he did in Miami and almost put it as if it was a high school or or college time for him, completely eradicating it from the record books as if he was on steroids. Which he still may be on steroids. You know, it's a rumor that's going around in some circles, some inner circles, some inner twinings, some inner workings. So to keep it for my T hysterical facts, <laughs> or my T alternative facts, 
LeBron James is about to make it to his third straight finals. And LeBron James has gone into this playoffs slowly passing all of these ghosts that he talked about earlier this season. In the playoffs. In points, rebounds, blah, 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 blah. But in points and other statistical categories. And mainly points as he passed the great MJ. Now, granted, folks, it has taken him 50 more games, 50 plus more games, to finally pass Michael Jordan. They say that he did it at a better efficiency. That if he, to me, if he did it in a better efficiency, shouldn't he have done it in less than 50 games? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Because 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 they always show how the points per game is always so comparable. It's, if I'm not mistaken, maybe even a little bit more. But if that's the case, and it was so much more efficient than MJ, then shouldn't he have done it in less games? Like, shouldn't he have done it in like 50 less games than Michael Jordan instead of 50 more games? Like, something doesn't sound right. Like, if, if I do something more efficient than you, shouldn't shouldn't that mean that I'm doing it in less time than you and not in more time than you? But. Apparently, LeBron James has been more efficient than, than Michael Jordan in the playoffs. And it's taken him 50 more games to do the same amount of points production that Michael Jordan has. Just point production. Because he hasn't scored, because he hasn't done more in the winning category. As far as the ringing category. And let's also forget that Michael Jordan's college career was way better than LeBron James. Let's just also put that out there too. Let's also put this out there. LeVar Ball's college career was also better than LeBron James. So I may not be saying anything at all. <laughs> but they, we really have to stop with this Michael Jordan and LeBron James talk because I don't think that there's anything that LeBron James can do to pass Michael Jordan. You know, because even, because put it this way, even Kobe eventually passed Jordan in the points category all time. And even... As LeBron James, as we told you, like LeBron James is on pace to pass, to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most points in the league. If LeBron James has the most points, but actually, at his pace, LeBron James could have the most points in the league and also have six rings, and he still won't be looked at as better than Michael Jordan. And listen, you, you could you could you could talk about what you want to talk about 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 LeBron James, and and we'll touch more into this, right? But, but I am going to give my prediction before the next five minutes is up. But before these next five minutes is up, I'm going to give you something to seriously talk about or seriously think about. Everybody, that, I'm, 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 a little, I'm a little uncomfortable with the narrative that is being built. That Golden State happens to have this super team that nobody can beat. Well... Let's take a trip down memory lane. Two years ago, when Golden State won their championship, nobody saw them coming. Remember, everybody said, you can't win with a team that shoots three-pointers. In the first game of the NBA Finals, as a team that Cleveland was very quickly imposing their will because they play a more physical style of basketball than Golden State ever can. If it wasn't... Everybody's always quick to point out how Draymond Green went out last year that helped swing the game into Cleveland's favor. 
But nobody talks about how Kyrie Irving went down two years ago that helped swing that game into Golden State's favor. And how Kevin Love was out before that as well. Because to me, all things given equal, LeBron James knows how to beat this current Golden State team. And he's already knows how to beat Kevin Durant. All they've added was 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 LeBron James's number two, because that's what Kevin Durant has been. He has been LeBron James's number two. You have been LeBron James's poop. So they destroyed them last year, but it was all due to Draymond. This year we've seen something very eerie. That LeBron James has basically taken off the whole entire regular season, and then we've seen him crush through the playoffs. Even as Golden State has done something that no team has ever done in NBA history and won 12 straight to make it into the to make it into the NBA Finals, Cleveland lost one game because they took off of game. They won't be taking off any games versus Golden State. They'll be giving Golden State everything that they have. And I'm sorry. When you when you, when you still give me Darren Williams and you give me Kyrie Irving and you know what? Before like I said, I'm not even gonna go through that. Let me give you the question I'm going to give you before I give you my prediction. Everybody talks about the team that Golden State has. But what about the team that LeBron James has? You take any of the top five stars of the t- of this league and you remove LeBron James and you insert said star, which means we're talking about stars two through six. And are you telling me that they cannot bring this loaded Cleveland team to an NBA championship? Now, I know what you're saying. That, hey, Kyrie Irving wasn't winning championships without LeBron, but that's also, or wasn't making it to the, wasn't making it to the Eastern Conference Championship without LeBron. But before LeBron got there, all they were doing was getting lottery picks. Now, mind you, let me, let me, let me explain to you what Kyrie Irving has now. Kyrie Irving has the best play in the league. Let's say Kyrie Irving doesn't have the best play in the league. Let's give him the second best player in the league. Let's give him Kevin Durant. Or let's give him Kyrie. Or let's give him Kawhi Leonard, for that matter of fact. Let's give him LeBron James. Let's give him Dwayne Wade. But no, let's not give him Dwayne Wade. Let's give him Kevin Durant. Let's give him Kawhi Leonard. Two of the, the, the two other better perimeter guys in the league, not named LeBron James. Are you telling me a team with Kyrie Irving? J.R. Smith, Iman Shumpert, Kevin Durant, Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, Shannon Fry, Darren Williams, Jason Richardson, and who else is, 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 is there? Kyle Krover cannot make it to an NBA championship? You tell me that that team cannot come out the East? Okay, now take out Kevin Durant and you insert Ka- Kawhi Leonard. Are you not telling me the same thing? So if you were to surround all of that talent around a guy like Kyrie Irving, I'm pretty sure he would have been just as successful as we're talking about, oh, Kyrie Irving wouldn't be this successful without LeBron. Well, I don't think LeBron isn't this successful without having a team like Kyrie Irving, like Stephen Curry. I'm sorry, like Kyrie Irving, like Darren Williams, like J.R. Smith, like Ivan Shumper, like Shannon Fry, like Kevin Love, like Chris Bosh, like Dwayne Wade, like Kyle Krover, like... Like Wally Zerbe, not Wally Zerbe, Kyrie Zerbe wasn't on this team, but like Mike Miller. I'm sorry, because we also forgot at one point in time that, that, that LeBron James had Shaq. LeBron James is so far the only guard, or only perimeter player 
in his prime to win without Shaq, outside of Penny. And we already saw what happened to Penny. I'm picking Cleveland in six. I'm sorry. I don't believe this narrative that says LeBron James, the best player in the world with the team that he has, is not going to win his championship. They are taking mm. down. They are taking down the Golden State Warriors, and Kevin Durant is going to be number two again as he gets shitted on by the by the Cleveland Cavaliers and King James. Thank you for listening. That's the show. I'm Talon Taylor. You have listened to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Don't forget you can catch me every single Wednesday right here. No other place. You can catch me coming up pretty soon every single Friday on 24-7 Miami. We are going to be everywhere. Don't forget, you can also catch me on Twitter. You can catch me on Facebook. You can catch me on my, not MySpace, <laughs> but you can catch me on Snapchat. And like I said, pretty soon, MyTSports.net, the website is coming up. Thank you for listening. That is my time. Thank you. Stay tuned. Stay blessed. Don't stress. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where are we going for breakfast? want to go far, rough night, tired baby, tired, my teeth!